Welcome to the Awakening Podcast, where we have truth tellers, not whistleblowers, where we have facts and not conspiracy theories, the podcast with solutions. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We're also on BitChute as Awakening Podcast. I also have the Speaking Podcast, the Learn Polish Podcast, the Meditation Podcast, and the Crypto Podcast, and all can be found on whycolin.com. Today, I have two guests of the Mental Health Transformation, so please welcome Joe Fletcher and Harry Debritsky. Good to see you. So you might both introduce yourselves to the audience. Sure. I'm Harry Debritsky, international three principles uh, educator. I have clients in every continent in the world, and uh, mostly through Zoom, to be uh, which seems to be an, a normal expression. And uh, within within the, the three principle movement which is a spiritual psychology, connecting those two worlds by a thought together. I have been privileged to, to work in areas like addiction. I've got two books, Evolution of Addiction Recovery, book one, and Reopened, book two, just released. And, and, and what happens in my world is I, I, I go into new areas areas that I'm theoretically unqualified for, since I've never taken a psychology course, but I, and I generally have not had any experience or, or in, in the actual doing. And so this mental health transformation group just grew organically. And uh, within that context, I've never been diagnosed with mental health issues, but as everybody knows, there's a common area that when your mood goes down, you release bad habits. And sometimes you get caught up like quicksand in those bad habits. And the way that the status quo world deals with that from a psychological perspective is that people are diseased, people have a problem, and they have to be pharmaceutically seduced with, with, with the pharmaceutical drugs, which has created the opiate crisis that the world is in right now. Now, the problem with it is, is, is the psychologists have an old approach. See, see, Roy, in the original psychology, it was a study of mind and consciousness. Mind, they, they took a look at and says, oh, no, no, mind, that's the world of religion. We don't know anything about that. So they gave that away. Then consciousness, again, they, we don't know anything about that. They gave that away. And then it became the study of behavior, the effect after. Now, the indigenous people, which I've worked a lot with, have, have a phrase that I, I, I like to refer to. They call it first cause. So if you're having a mental health distress or insecurity or moment you don't deal with the symptoms you deal with first cause and what we're going to teach you here today is what first cause is but the field of psychology and psychiatry take you into the past and it's kind of like you have a sore and you go you keep hitting the sore and guess what happens to the sore you start to believe that it's going to last for the rest of your life Unfortunately, it's not true, but the world believes that because the field of psychology in its approach to behaviorism 
and the past is obsolete. Wrong. Hurting people. Now, I came up to an observation that nobody will listen to me, even though I know what I'm talking about. Because they hear so much flowery words out there, so much stuff, you know, from so-called gurus and so-called psychologists and new age people and so on. So I realized no matter what I said, people would not listen to me. And they don't want to hear truth. They like to hear 5% truth and 95% bullshit. That's what they like. You know, they don't want to really face the facts. So I suddenly realized, and this grew organically, that if someone experienced the mental health transformation, totally changed with brand new eyes of how they see themselves and what their capabilities of, and we have Joe here, of course, as a living example of that. And we have six members in our group they would be the proof that would be undeniable. They still will deny it. Don't get me wrong. You could hit them in the face, but they'll still, they'll still worship their nonsense. But the question is, for people who really want to change and be healthy and be normal, and live to their full potential, is there an answer? Because right now in mental health, one of the most interesting things for me, Roy, is that mental health actually is quite an interesting area. It's not like addiction. Addiction is like religion. AA, 12-step, or trauma creates the, the addiction type of thing. And they're ironclad, like kind of talking to a Christian about Islam type of stuff. And so you can't go anywhere. Because they, they, they're, they're, so, they're so caught up in their belief system that they have no open mind. Mental health, different. Actually, there's no set solution, no set thing. And a lot of the people understand, how come I'm still suffering? How come I, like I, I'm tired of being diagnosed as mental sickness and so on. So I'm going to ask Joe to, to, to introduce himself and then to give sort of a live example of what I'm talking about. Now, every member in the group, we've got the whole gambit, acute depression, acute anxiety, acute pain, acute addiction, psychiatric hospitals all over the place. All gone. Ah, oh, all gone. What do you mean? Can't, I don't mean they don't go up and down, Roy. I'm not saying they're living they're enlightened, living perfect lives. But they are broken free of all the stuff that the psychologists and psychiatrists are trying to guide them innocently, but misguided. Innocently, but misguided. So Joe, could you kind of song and dance a little bit? Yeah, hi, um, I'm Joe and I'm part of the Mental Health Transformations Group and the Communications Manager. I was diagnosed as a child with um, chronic fatigue and also suffered from various kind of mental health struggles and um, insecurity and anxiety. And then I was told that like it was a disease of the brain and there was something wrong with my brain. And so I was given various kind of medications and different therapies and that. 
And so I kind of went through my life thinking that everything was being caused by something being wrong with me. And that, that basically was my life and I was stuck. And that kind of my life was basically done really, unless there was some kind of miracle cure that could be found. And so I kind of was living life like that and kind of occasionally kind of going up, but mainly going down. And then it was kind of last year, I discovered the three principles and then kind of firstly through a book and then through Sydney Banks. And then it was then I started to see that actually my whole experience was being created through thought and that I was believing it was the outside world causing it or it was some kind of illness or disease and that I was just kind of a victim of the universe when actually it was all kind of part of it that was kind of calling me back. And then suddenly I had like a whole kind of new perspective of life that actually, no, I wasn't broken. It wasn't the end of my life. And so then I kind of had this whole new energy that I'd never experienced before. And then it was kind of like, actually, well, actually there is this health within me. And it was because I was always stuck in the past. I was always kind of thinking about that and blaming that and saying, if only this or if only that. And it's reason that actually it calls you back to that space inside and then that light, and then it comes again. And then you see it again, the whole new and what they would call wisdom or new thought or new idea. And that actually like that, it changes your life and then you shift and you see the whole new world. And so then after being on, like, I was on medication for like 25 years and they kind of, I went to the doctors and then they said, you've got this diagnosis. This is what's causing it. Here, take these pills. And then so like, you kind of take them and they kind of numb it all. And you think mm, that that's kind of going to cure you. And it doesn't really, and you're kind of stuck on that. And so you almost become like a, like a victim to it or kind of a patient to it. And it's kind of keeping you down. And then you don't see that actually that health is always within you. It's always kind of residing. And then it was kind of had this feeling. I saw this, webinar come up and I joined that and then that was when I kind of found Harry and he invited me to join this group and then there was this whole new group of guys um, and a lady who'd all been through similar situations and diagnosis and hospital and medication addictions and then they saw as well in their own way this kind of wisdom that we all have and this power that every person has that they don't realize and they're not told that actually beyond that kind of story we get in our mind that thought creates of who we think we are the character we are that actually there, that health is always within us and that beauty is always there that, that we just don't see it and we're just not told about it and it's kind of like what came to me with thought really is like you watch a tv show and you see a character there and people will see like a villain and then they'll take into that villain and they'll kind of see that villain as being that person and then some people actually shout at the actor of that villain when they see them outside thinking that's really the person and it kind of came to me that actually we're doing that with our thoughts well we create this whole character of ourselves by what we're told by doctors or what we're told by that and we start acting that and then we take on that character of ourselves and then so we restrict ourselves from that and it's actually seeing beyond that that actually yeah there is part of that beauty within us and we are part of the whole greater whole universe and that actually no person is greater than another no person is broken despite what they're told and then it was kind of i read a book as well that kind of said about how and this was by a journalist in a medical journalist in the states who went to harvard and looked for every research paper and there's never been a single study that's ever proved that a chemical imbalance causes the issue and that was just kind of just put out there as a kind of selling point a marketing point and so actually i saw then that actually no i haven't been caused by anything that i've just got stuck in this story and this thing that i believe that i was i didn't really see my own beauty and so it's when you kind of see beyond that and you see that actually even the chronic fatigue even the depression even the anxiety it's all calling calling you back to who you really are and to let go of that intellectual mind the intellectual ego that's always creating a false identity and seeing that actually, yeah, that is within you all the time. And that the healing can just instantly change somebody by that change of thought. And the thought is something that naturally comes for you. 
once you rec recognize that you are just stuck in your mind and you are just stuck in a story of the past of who you think you are and then as you see that more and more and it kind of opens up to you then who you really are does actually come out and the beauty comes out of you and then you shine and then then seeing the beauty of other people in the group and how wise they are and that despite their suffering they actually have this power to show people that actually yeah that we all can access that it's there available to everybody it's not somebody's worth it's because they're ill or that it's just they kind of lost it or forgotten about it but it's always there within them and it's just touching that again and then when you kind of feel that feeling that is who you really are and you know that's always there behind it that none of us are ever ill or broken really it's just a temporary state that we got ourselves trapped into and kind of stuck in the vines and that but then kind of when we see that beauty again it all just lights us up again and then you can see people light up again and that we can all get to that and it's all there and the hope's always there for all of us very good. Um, like, I, I don't think people realize with the pharmaceutical uh, toxins that they, they give to people, like, like that's kind of reducing your frequency. So your, think, your thought process, so you're kind of trapped within that by them giving you, uh, like, I don't know how uh, some of my, like, is, do they kind of understand or is it they, they do and they're just kind of lining their own pockets with all the medication that they throw to people because oh, it, it, they, first of all they're good people they like they, they they went into the field because they wanted to help but the problem was they learned they learned something that was not effective and so they're doing what they they come to a realization that they don't really know anything about mental health we have one, one colleague associate with ours who took 25 years of education. You know how many minutes he studied mental health in the 25 years? Zero. He studied, he was an expert in mental illness, but he knew nothing about mental health. Joe knows more about mental health than 98% of the psychologists and psychiatrists out there. He, mental illness is a totally different scenario. When you're looking for how bad you are, how do you feel, Roy, when you look how bad you are? How do you feel? Well, you're, if, if you're looking on the negative, you'll feel negative. Exactly. That's all, that's all we're talking about. And when you look at the truth, how do you feel? When you look at the truth, whether even if something is not positive, but at least you you know where you are, you always feel better. It's like acceptance, and then you kind of build from there, rather than, you know, kind of I'm down here, I'm going to stay down here. That's the way it works. We, Joe indicated that feeling state indicates whether you are on track or off track, and he mentioned when you get a bad feeling. Instead of getting into the intellect and interpreting and evaluating and judging and thinking and overthinking and overthinking again about it and worrying about it, if you just let it flow, guess what happens? It flows on by. And it lets you know in the three principle world that the quality of your thinking is low. So you need to have a, a GPS to let you know how you're doing. And it has to be impeccable. 
because you don't want to sort of have a good one. You want to have an impeccable one. Feelings are your impeccable one. You have bad feelings. That's not, you don't overthink about it. Of course, we're taught to overthink or to categorize. The word I use is label. Let's label this guy for this one moment. But the trouble is, in the psychological world, it's ever-changing. In the spiritual world, it's constant. Inside, constant. Love. Not personal love. Supreme love. That love. But on the psychological level, it's always moving. Anybody who labels somebody is a fool. Of course, they're experts, so they, the world worships them. But they're a fool because you cannot label any human being. Have you met one yet that you've been able to say absolutely who he is all the time? It's impossible because you're never the same. You get up in the morning one day, da, 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 next morning, oh, I feel the shits. Excuse the expression, you know. Yeah, but that's, that's psychological. You're changing. So you just, it's an indicator to you how the quality of your thinking is. When you're flowing in sport, you see guys, they're hitting the ball in tennis, and then they have a thought, a negative thought. All of a sudden, they can't hit the ball anymore. It's the same guy. What happened? And then if they're smart, they don't try to get intense about it. They try to relax with it. You see the great players, you look at them when they're in that tense moment. Yes, they have brought their uh, awareness up, but it came with a relaxed feeling. They are in the moment. So when you're aware, Roy, that overthinking is the boogeyman and not you, that's a whole different paradigm. Just, oh, I got caught up like I'm a human being. Oh, I'm not perfect. Imagine Roy is not perfect. Oh, I thought I was perfect. My mother thinks I am. <laughs> everybody's telling me I'm perfect. I'm supposed to try to be perfect. I haven't seen one yet. And I'm including myself in that big time. I think people, you know, they, they when they have a, a like he said, as you say, you know, nothing's just cons consistent. It's it's a yo-yo, like you said, when you wake up one day, but not to beat yourself up over it. You know, sometimes people, if they have, say, a down day, let's call it, that they beat themselves up instead of just acknowledging it. And kind of going, okay, it is what it is. And then just try to, you know, look for what gets you in a good mood. You know, whether it's just going out in the garden, grounding yourself, having a nice coffee and just, but just acknowledging it. Whereas some people, I think, you know, when they get into that, they just. They get know. in their head. Exactly. Get, so that's the psychological. That's why it's a, and the spiritual part of it is that within you, what Joe was talking about, you're never broken. You were born with a soul or whatever you, consciousness, which is just, a soul is just individual consciousness. And you're, and when you see your beauty, see everybody in psychology is looking at 
loser, 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 victim, loser, victim, past. See the connection? And we're saying, there's no answer in that. The answer is in seeing how beautiful you are. And then when you look at, at your problems, they don't look so serious. But when you're in a low space and you look at your problems, how do you, guess what happens? You go lower. You look at your, when you have had a insight towards the truth, and then you look at your problem, you start laughing. It's a joke. What was I taking it so seriously for? I guess I was in a bad mood or something then. It's a joke. And that's what you, Joe, and me are, jokes. They call it a cosmic joke, but it's a joke. And we Should people our... have like self-awareness? Like, for example, if you have a loved one, you know, whether it's a parent or brother or something that have, say, an addiction, must they self-realize? Or is there a way of helping them getting, like, say, the vibrations up and just get them to get to that step? Well... First of all, because I, I, I deal with a, a lot of people with addiction. I've written two books on it, so obviously I must. And the first thing is, as a, as a helper, you want to know what's on their mind, not dealing with the outside circumstance. The second thing is the addiction is just a symptom of something deeper. They, they became insecure or fearful of something in their life. And that made them feel uncomfortable. So they reached for a drink or a, or a, a drug or whatever. And the drugs are really heavy now. So, you know, type of thing. The question is not the symptom, but the insecurity. And what we, and what Joe has came to a conclusion is insecurity is just a thought. And who's the thinker, Roy? Yourself. Now, you can't, you intellectually, I just said it, but you have to self-realize that. That's a different, that's seeing the truth. There's a way of, you read something in a book and you go, well, that's an interesting thought. And you quote the person, you've heard nothing. You read something in a book and then you rephrase it towards something that related to your own life and the way you see life, you've got it. Everything, everything is you talk to yourself, everything. You created the mess and you uncreate the mess. Now, you have to have a little understanding of thought to do that. You see, first cause is thought. I think, thus I create feelings. These feelings of insecurity are the same. I create feelings of love. Change thought. Guess what your destiny is going to be like? But it's not I choose an apple over an orange. It's deeper than that. It's a deeper dimension of thought. And that's the gift that Joe was given. I didn't give it to him, Roy. He, he, I tell all of them, if any of you follow me, you're out. 
I'm not here to be followed because I know the truth. It's spirit that guides people inside. Okay, you could say it energy. Oh, okay. Or you could say it's love, or you can say it's wisdom. And all those things are all the same thing. But I know that when I'm with this group, we're a collective. It's, I call it the us mind, not the hairy mind, the us mind. Because without Joe, without the other people, there is no group. There is no group. It's like a teacher with no students. What's more important, the teacher or the student? The student is more important. And guess what? This is what I love. The student can go higher than the teacher. Why not? He's not limited by my understanding. And sometimes he does. And then sometimes he gets lost. And then I give him a kick in the bum. And then, you know, but what he knows is it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay. That's not, that's not the name of the game. Can we soar together? Can we feel love together? Can we nourish that feeling of universal understanding of how the mind works? And I hate to tell you this, Roy, but that's the secret to everything in life. When you want happiness and contentment, that's the nature of mind. That's the true nature. Joe found that out. I'm labeled, I'm bummed out, I'm a loser, I'm speedy, I'm neurotic. Oh, actually I'm none of those. Oh, I can, when I relax and just be Joe, I can have a good time. Oh, and that people even listen to me. Where before they didn't. Because but now you see the difference? Nice. They actually, we, went, we did a talk the other day, about a week or two weeks ago. And a lady knew Joe a year ago. She had done a program with him. And she says, I can't believe you, you're so different. Even your voice sounds different. Isn't that right, Joe? Yes, you did, yes. And it's great to hear other people notice your growth. And it's as you grow. And sometimes you don't notice it yourself at first and it's when other people point it out. And it kind of shows as well that actually we're not fixed personalities and we're not fixed to something. We're always growing. And so it's always that hope as well within you that at some point you're going to find it as well. And then that was just a demonstration that actually there's always hope for everybody. And then it's finding that hope, which is the feeling inside. And it's the kind of beautiful feeling. And then that's what takes you there, takes you back to who you really are. So if it's, if it's an illusion created by story or thought, and the world pretends it's the illusion is the truth, which is your, your, your show, what your whole show is about, awaken. That's, there's, an, uh, there's a need for people to awaken. But more importantly, there's a need for people who want to get off that mental illness wagon they know inside themselves who they are and they just 
to know that there, there, is, there is this available and that there's proof of it. We have one guy who has a PhD in, in, in physics, brilliant, gifted in all areas, but acute depression, acute anxiety, etc., acute addiction. And the addiction, he said in the last show we did together, I'm not an addict. I'm not an addict. I know that. See, if you believe you're an addict, what are you? If you believe you're the ugliest guy in the world, sometimes you see these people gorgeous or really beautiful, but they, they have a poor self-image of themselves. You're walking around droopy. You go, you've got so much. And now where you see people rich, but they're insecure. See, they, it's outside. That's not where the power is. It's, Roy is a beautiful person, period. End of discussion. That's it. Catch that beautiful feeling. Watch where it comes from. Observe it and share it. Or you can share gossip, bullshit, etc., etc., and watch the vibration level go down, which you, you are very acutely aware of. Like that's the thing as well with your circle of friends, because if your circle of friends are, you know, spending their time going to McDonald's or they're just gossiping, you know, like sometimes the people that you're surrounding yourself can actually keep you in a lower vibration. And it, the example I gave in 1970s, because you're Poland and I visited there was, it was Russian. So the politics so they, they, they were aware they couldn't talk negative to the Russians or else, you know, goodbye uh, life. They were aware of that, but they never gave up their Polish identity. Never, not even 1%. And so it was like the government, but they couldn't, they had no contact with the actual minds of the people. The people were still just doing everything they were with an understanding that you have to be careful around certain topics type of thing. So they, they were already free. That's the same way the world, you're, you have a spiritual identity. Here we are, you're in Poland, Joe's in England, I'm in Canada. How could we connect? It's spiritual, Roy. Every that feeling, it's just it just brought us together. And I said, oh, this guy has an unusual show, Awaken. I like that. It, like, to be honest, I was quite turned on by it. Oh, Awaken. That's what we're talking about. Wake up, people. Big message, eh? Hey, there's a lot of wars, poverty. Racism beyond compare, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Wake up! We're all here together in this global village, trying to understand something that we don't understand. We don't understand it. That's the power. When you don't understand it, you see that you're wide open. You just receive all this beautiful feeling of uh, universal love, universal wisdom. 
and it comes via a form of an insight. So you believe, you have an insight, and that whole past washes away. You say, oh, it can't be that simple. You gotta, you gotta take your drugs, you gotta do this stuff, you gotta visit the shrink. I had a lady, 23 drugs, all heavy. Bipolar, schizophrenic, multiple sclerosis, and a bunch of physical crap. 23 drugs. You can you imagine the cocktail that went into her body? You just can I mean, every drug has a side effect. Every drug. 23 side effects. And she, I'm in her house and she goes, she's, you could see her building up for another bummer. And I walked up to her next to her ear and said, why don't you calm down? She ran to her bedroom, was there five minutes, and then came out and says, that's usually two weeks of being down. It's gone. What happened? She just changed thought. That's all. I didn't do that to her. I told a thousand people, calm down. <laughs> Nothing. But it was whatever. Then she had made it. And then she started to really live beautifully, beautiful life, because she was a beautiful person, beautiful life. She has to go visit the shrink, but you know, she, and she's asked me to come with her. And she goes in and talks nothing but bummer. And I come out and I say, what did you just do? You've just been having such a good life and all you talked about was bad things. She says, well, I thought that's what I'm supposed to talk about. You see how that works? So I said, no, talk about your grandson. You love your, start off with a positive. So a week later, she had another appointment, invited me again, and she started to talk about her grandson. Oh, love. You know, the most miraculous thing happened. The shrink started to drop years off her face. She hadn't heard a good story in years. Can you imagine what a Terrible profession it is. Bum, 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 doubt. And all of a sudden, this person's coming in, and the years are dry. I says, well, how about let's drop some of the drugs? She says, yeah, I think that's a good idea. She got off all 23 drugs. I didn't do that. If you give me that credit, you're, you're missing the boat. It came from inside her. She wanted that. She saw the common sense of that, and she just lived. So this one person who had a hell of a life, addicted to 23 drugs, and then none. I had a lady who was on benzos. These benzos are like, ooh, she, she 50 times as strong as Valium was the benzos she was on. Yeah, Valium is no softy, let alone she, you're supposed to be on them for three weeks. She'd been on them for three years and had been on different forms of those since she was 13 and she was 40. Two session, all I talked about was the spiritual reality of life. I never, I, I knew so much about benzos, Roy, that I had to phone up this psychiatrist and, and say, what are they? That's how much I knew about them. I knew nothing. 
I don't teach that. What I teach is within you, you have the common sense. If you could stop yapping so much about what your what your world is like, like you mentioned gossip and all, you're creating your psychological makeup, your psych, this human condition, by by the right use of thought, or the wrong use of thought. Joe, tell them a little bit about the right use of thought and the wrong use of thought. Well, I mean kind of one you would call really i mean the, the wrong use of thought is kind of the intellectual psychological and for me it's the judgment that we all kind of live in a judge world and that everything we see we judge from our own perspective our own view we see from it or what we call separate realities because each person uses their free will to kind of create their own perception and so we're always judging ourselves on it always judging the world on it and it's seen through that that actually that is just a false created illusion by the mind the personal mind that has created this story all the time and then we judge on it and kind of have this standard but then it's kind of seeing that the right use of mind is letting that drop and seeing that actually that's not true and the truth is there's this wisdom within you to see the beauty in everything and i can go out for a walk now and just look at the trees and see the beauty in them in so much more detail that i hadn't seen before and it's seen that actually each person is this spiritual being beyond their story, beyond their imagination of what they've created about themselves. And we've got great creative imagination and thought is the creator. And we're brilliant at creating trouble and problems and judgments on ourselves and not seeing the truth. And then just seeing this kind of false image. And then we kind of live by that false image. And then that's the incorrect use. And we see the kind of things that we call depression or anxiety as being a negative, whereas actually that's the calling. To kind of let you know that actually you're creating this false deity really of false well, false idol of the world and but then the it's a misinterpretation roy yeah you are misinterpreting what that feeling is is there for and, and, and then we and if you misinterpret say sorry uh, i'll let you yeah, yeah go on, go on, go on. but if you misinterpret say you're you're going you want to go to another to krakow and you take a different road, wouldn't you want to know that? Absolutely. That's what the feelings do. So that's, they let you know, oh, there's nothing wrong with thinking because I can't stop it. It's impossible. You'd be dead if you stopped it. So it's obviously there for a purpose. And that feeling, and you know, Joe, Roy, that gut feeling, that's a, a trustworthy amigo if you are quiet enough to trust it. And when don't you trust it? Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry. I, That's okay. And then, but past that, you have the positive thought, which is the, you kind of, if you looked through water and you saw it was all murky with everything, you wouldn't be able to see anything. But with the positive thought, it's cleared. And if you see clear, you see what really is instead of what's false. And you realize that actually that what they call spiritual or being in the present and once you're in the present moment and now, and what they would always talk about being now, that that is where the positive feeling of who you really are is. And it will let you know that you're there. And then when you see actually without that kind of yap, yap, yap about the past or making up all these stories about the future and kind of what's going to happen and just live now in the present, 
that's where the happiness lies and then that's what all that truly exists because we live moment to moment and um when you see that and realize that actually yeah that's that's all there is really and that's where your happiness is everything else is just a kind of illusion of the mind a trick of the kind of ego and that seeing past that into the now is where the beauty lies and where we actually are and where our health lies because that's all we really are is now and like i've noticed a lot of people with this current craziness going on that they're letting it affect them so people that were normally okay they're kind of concentrating on the negative and there it's just bringing them down even people doing similar to what i'm doing like because i'm surrounded with a lot of people they're just trying to expose the truth but i see a lot of them they just go away i i i don't accept it i i'm i'm in great spirits and during this whole time i just it is what it is you know and you just you do your best to get the message out but i'm seeing lots of people around the world currently are just unfortunately they're listening to corrupt media you know they're just you know they're believing well, they're, caught, they're caught up in the illusion and and you're you're showing people that you have free will to think whatever you want and this free will feel it when it expresses a, a nicer feeling feels better than joining the crowd you see Everybody who's following are fools because they're throwing away the greatest gift God has ever given anybody. Free will to think whatever you want. But that's the problem. <laughs> it's the problem because you use the free will to think whatever you want. You buy into something that is not psychologically healthy. And your job, and you know yourself, it's not a good interview or a good group if you're not up yourself. If you're bummed out or you bring a heavy feeling into it, that discussion is going to be much lower than if you bring in a uplifting feeling. That's as simple as that's what you do. Mothers do it all the time. They're bummed out because they, you know, they're they're mothers and women and in their heads. And the child comes in with a boo-boo. They immediately drop the bummed out and their nurturing nature comes out and they, oh, come here, sweetie. And the feeling, and, and, and the child gets soothed. And that, of course, if you yelled at the kid, that wouldn't do any good. And, 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 and then they go on and they catch a good feeling. But if they don't catch the trick that they don't have to go back to their worry and things that were on their head. I want to tell you something about the past that will really ironclad it for you, Roy. I mentioned I do indigenous, worked a lot with the indigenous people before, and I still do a little bit now, uh, but they have ceremony. And in the ceremony, the sweat lodge, people come in really bummed out. And they go through the ceremony and they experience healing, total healing. They come out, they look 20 years younger in their face. But they start talking about the same thing of the same problems that when they walked into the sweat lodge. And guess what? In 20 minutes, the healing feeling is gone. That's thought. 
You see, if you're going to keep heading down, you're going to keep joining what the world is saying is the way to do it. It's like going to the bank. Have you ever noticed if you do everything the bank tells you, the answer is always no. Then you say, oh, I have to come in with a, a little bit something original, new feeling. And yes, you get the yes. You can't fit into just being part of. Joe is a unique, special individual. He is a person with unbelievable genius. I mean it, incredible. He's a poet, he's a, all this stuff. He's really amazing. If he can see it, that's my job. Just to show him who he is, not to tell him what to do. If I told you what to do, Roy, what are you going to say? Well, thank you, Harry, but I'm going to do it my own way. Right? Well, it depends. I'm, yeah, if I realize that the advice is good, you know, I'll, I'll take it on board. But I, I've learned yeah, you, that a lot yeah, of people, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Close so you, and that's all, that's all I'm doing is they all were beautiful. They were all wise, but they all lacked confidence in who they were because they had lived the life of being classified loser, 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 loser label like school kids this is kid as this problem all the teachers have agreed and you come in and go i don't see that i don't see any of those problems the kid totally relates different to me than any of the teachers how come well i'm not looking for the problem i'm looking at the you know the kid starts talking to me like an ordinary human being all the teachers are talking down at the kid. You don't want to follow someone who talks down to you, Roy. That's, 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 that's not, that's not, that's politics. I know you follow me. You know, that's, it's not a political game. It's a wisdom game. And the wisdom is seeing Joe's beauty. And when he sees it, watch the flower come out. That doesn't sound so complicated to me. We need see, more flowers. We have enough weeds. Absolutely, absolutely. And I see, like a lot of the time, irrespective of uh, you know a person's thought process, you know they keep uh, a lot of them tell other people of their problems. And I believe, like the memory of pain, poisons us, so that we're repeating something. Like I even went through that. Like I lost everything financially. And I went through a, you know, a dip, you know, it definitely knocked me, but it was more, then I started kind of doing gratitude. What am I grateful for? Just thinking of what am I grateful for today? You know, whether it was the smile playing ball with my child and then like the act of forgiveness, you know, like those that kind of rip you off and off, whether it's financially, whatever it does that do you just ex like for me, I was given that I don't know their journey. Like, I don't know why they ripped me off. I don't know why they were fraudulent to me. But instead of hating them, just acknowledge they did what they did because that's the best that they could do. And as soon as I done that, it was like I kind of just shifted. Exactly. Exactly. And that's all we're talking about. 
when you see the truth, like you're talking about, you, there's a shift. And instead of carrying a lot of baggage that is all smelly and stinky along into your now, it, it, it goes away. And when you're free to be Roy, and it turns out it wasn't actually such a bad experience after all. It taught you to be humble and gr have gratitude and understand life doesn't always work out like a bowl of cherries. I believe I'm a better person for what I went through because even though I always, I mean, we all believe we're doing the, the right thing anyway, but it was kind of, you know, trying to build money value and just trying to build wealth and everything. Whereas now, that ain't what's important. You know, there's more relationships and people and, you know, making, changing humanity is what's important to me. And that's what gives me energy and, you know, that's what kind of gives me flow. And I, I bet any money you wouldn't be doing this show if you hadn't had that experience. It's what actually started it off because I said, I never want other people to go through what I did because I grew up in a, a kind of rough neighborhood. So I, I know I'm tough compared to a lot of people, but I know that some people, when they go through the courts, dealing with the banks, dealing with bailiffs and a lot of stuff, didn't realize they were all corrupt. But once you go through it, I said, I, I want to help to make sure this is stopped. And just by getting the information out, you know, it can, because you have to, you know, it's just making change. You can't, I believe you can't attack an institution or a corporation. You just create something different and people will actually flow towards that then. There's common sense. There, there is, there is that, but there is also the reality that people, people are impacted by love, but they fight it with their minds. They're impacted with truth, but they fight it with their minds. And what we're, we're trying to show people is that's ego. That's ego. I did a podcast. All problems are caused by overthinking. All problems are caused by overthinking. Guess what underthinking does? It, let, it lets you tap in to what you saw. I guarantee when you went through that experience, your little mind quieted down because you couldn't find an answer. You looked, didn't you? Here, here, here. We look, but it always comes up with, it's hopeless. Well, if it's hopeless, it's not there. If you're talking that life is always negative and it's hopeless, you're looking with your intellect because you went through theoretically living hell and came out a better person. Well, that's a pretty nice a a a solution. That's what Joe happened to Joe. He went through all of this crap. I'm not saying it wasn't hurtful or harmful to him or you know hurt him and confused, but he came out a better person when he underthought. So the quiet, peaceful, serene feeling, walking in nature and feeling the trees, feeling people, listening for a feeling with people. Don't listen to their words. Words 
listen for their feeling. I mean, you listen for your feeling. What will happen is you'll connect with them. That's our job as human beings, to connect with each other. You see, everybody says, oh, you're the lead coach. Yeah, but I'm learning the most. They're teaching me. They're telling me. I don't know anything about mental health. They're telling me what's on their minds. They're telling me this new feeling of genius that they have. Like you're not just going to live a little bit better, folks. I am living beyond my dreams. Now, I am really surprised, Roy. Really surprised. I did not expect that. I was plenty happy just reaching my dreams. But it went. Once the positive energy starts, it just, it doesn't stop, you know, when you reach your plateau. If you're wise, you'll shut up and just let it keep going. And then, unlimited. No, I don't understand it. But I know that if I don't interfere with it, it's going to be really sweet. That's what Joe's doing. He said, Joe, are you interfering more with your life now? Are you directing it with your, with your intellectual understanding of life? Or are you letting it flow? Which one? Definitely letting it flow. And the flows from the feeling, the positive feeling, the great feeling. And it's knowing that actually there's a higher power behind it all that runs the universe. And we plug into that once we get out of our head and the chatter and the need to control. And it's the trusting that actually we are being guided and just to let it happen without having to force it and try and what happened and taking the willfulness out of it and relaxing really. It's not enough relaxing, too much seriousness really, taking it all seriously. And that's kind of what people do. And when you trust that actually you are part of the greater whole and it's there with you, and guiding through, through your feelings that you can actually just relax with it and not have to always get stuck in that head. <laughs> it's kind of like being Irish, uh, Roy, you know, they don't, you know, they have a lot of stuff, but they don't take it that seriously. You know, they go to church on, in the morning and then they have a big party in the afternoon and drink a lot, you know, you know, just having, you know, I did my religious stuff. Now I want to have a good time. You know, that's, uh, that's Ireland. And you stop in and, you know, they have these beautiful voices and all they talk about is how well the Welsh sing. You know, I go, what about your voices? I believe by Canadian standards, take my word for it. These are beautiful voices, you know, type of thing. So, you know, it's just, if you want to, like, literally, if you want to visit a friendly country, you go to Ireland. People talk to you. People, people are human. And they're not so false, you know, they're not, you know, type of thing. Yeah, they have Blarney. Yeah, yeah. This air, air, Joe, I'm going to show you how much Blarney the, the Irish have. I'm, I'm uh, hitchhiking with an American gal. And I don't know if you know this, Roy, but uh, the Irish guys like the women a little bit. I don't know if you know that, but uh, just a little bit. And so he picks us up and, and uh, she's sitting in the front because and we go through this little town. 
Ah, Lassie, ah, Lassie. This is a very, very, very famous town. Very, very famous. Well, she's American. So she says, well, why? He says, turns beat red. Got me there, Lassie. That's Irish. <laughs> very famous. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. I have to tell an Irish joke. But the, the, the positivity is like, that's one thing. Anytime I go back and just everyone is laughing and joking. Know, that's right no matter and what's going on in the world it's like they're just yeah. so easy to be around absolutely yeah absolutely that's all we're talking about and we being like that with ourselves though as well soft gentle fun if it's not fun don't do it that's my motto anyway exactly. exactly. you know why would you do this show well i help or share but it's actually a lot of fun no, exactly. So it's a, and, and why I, are Joe and I doing this? Well, it turns out it's a lot of fun, you know, you know, that type of thing. And Joe laughs at my jokes, so it makes it worthwhile. So for those that are, you know, kind of looking to try to get a bit of support, like I know you're doing some podcasts, What's, how can they actually connect with you? Is it like your group, just your own group? Or are you actually doing these conversations, uh, putting them online to share with people so that they can kind well, of... We, well, we're, we're, we're not doing what you're doing. I I have other groups as well, but I'm, that's not what I'm here to talk. But the... Um, so we're a closed group that that is going around talking to as many different mental health organizations throughout the world, getting the message out. So we have we've done. Uh, Joe's a going concern. He knows he's lined up a lot of shows, and so we we've done. But to contact us, uh, go to acttraining.biz. That's my website. And within it, there's a button called Mental Health Transformations. You click on that, and that takes you to a subset of, of my website. And within it, it has video uh, trans, uh, writings and descriptions of our thing, and, 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 and our U, and different YouTube uh, postings that, we, that we, have, we have done. So there's about you know, 10 of them or so. And with Lee, with in the at first we because most of the group are English, and one from Croatia, and me I'm Canadian. So we we started with uh, uh, Leeds National Mental Health and and Suffolk User Group, which is a mental health. And now we 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 just we're going out in, in things, but we're not at this point doing podcasts per se. What we're trying to do is use your platforms to get the message out and hopefully it will attract one or two people each each talk we do that want to have a little bit more understanding with with the realization that total transformation is not a possibility but a great probability and we're not going to tell you what to do you can see we're not we're just here to share wisdom. But the first thing people do, whether they're in addiction or whether they're in mental health, when they come and talk to me, is they get a good feeling. That's number one. I'm not talking about the problem. I'm not a, I'm not a, a psychologist. I'm an educator. 
But the first thing is, I know for education, if you're bummed out, Roy, you're not going to listen, not going to learn anything. Get the feeling up. And then from there, let's see where we want to go. And at the same time, I'll be pointing you not to my wisdom, but to Roy's wisdom. Because Harry can't help Roy. Roy has to help Roy. Period. End of, it's your puzzle, Roy. I'd help you if I could tell you what to do, but I know that's just dealing with the outside. I can tell you what worked for me, but you go, that's you, Harry. You like apples and I like oranges, you know, so you know, don't tell me about apples. I want to hear about oranges. You know, I, so that all, all I did with, with Joe was recognize who he is and say, let's get rid of that loser image you have of yourself and feel that you don't need anything but who you are inside. You don't, nobody does. But there's all of this diarrhea out there and it's poops all over the place and you believe it. I don't, they're innocent, these psychologists and psychiatrists. They're nice people. But I mean, the, the number one, I remember going to university and there was one neurotic, paranoid person, student, fellow student, this guy was a nervous wreck. So of course he became a psychologist. He wanted to find out about himself. The same thing, we have a guy at addiction who, who says trauma causes the addiction. Well, yeah, he's been traumatized. He's, he was a Jew, went through the Holocaust and all this stuff, heavily tra traumatized. So he wanted to solve his own trauma, but he didn't go deep enough. It's deeper than the trauma. What causes the trauma? Oh, insecure feelings, fear feelings. What causes that? Oh, thought. And here will be a message. An elder said to me, Harry, what's an elder is an, an indigenous wise woman? She says, what, what is worry? I says, worry is nothing. That's everything people come to. Oh, I have anxiety. I go, that should take about five minutes to get rid of, you know. That's the way I look at it. Maybe six, you know, minutes. But you know, they think ten sessions. I need ten sessions. Oh, okay. We'll do ten. We'll, you'll get it in six minutes. But you know, we'll do the rest, the song and dance for the rest. So she said, "What's worry?" I said, "Worry is nothing. It's just a thought." And you grab hold of this thought with your mind, with your ego. She says, so what's the answer? Well, isn't it obvious? That's, that's as simple as it is. Just let it go. What happens when Joe lets, don't think he doesn't have a biological computer that stores his memory of all those yicky things he had. It comes back from time to time, right, Joe? Oh yeah, for sure. He lets it go. You can't, who knows where that crap comes from? Let's face it, we're human. We don't we don't self-direct our thought. I don't know where sometimes I get a thought, I go, where did that bullshit come from? 
or I look, look, watch the news and see something on Donald Trump and I get really, uh, and I go, oh, I don't even know Donald Trump. What am I getting aggravated about, you know, type of stuff. You, you see, it's just thought. And you buy into a lack of understanding of thought. And as you start to realize, it's as simple as changing thought. But you have to do it with wisdom. You can't do it mentally. Because if you try and do it mentally, you're a robot. And I don't know about you, Roy, but I didn't find any Irish robots out there. I found a lot of characters. Yes, yes, a lot of characters. A lot of Blarney. Yeah, yeah, I did see a lot of that. But they were human. They, I definitely I pushed a button and they were human. They weren't robots. Human beings are trying to be robots. And my intellect is controlling me. That's the source of everything that I do. Da, 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 da. All nonsense. All nonsense. Something, as Joe said, something powers that. Don't ask me what that is. What we use words like vibration, energy, spirit. You see, in the old days, Roy, they, they called it spirit because there was no energy. Like that was, be, so they had to call it something. So they called it spirit. But now with energy, you know, we, we can call it energy. So when our teacher, Sidney Banks, who was an enlightened grade nine educated welder who uncovered these three principles, when he went to talk to the top physicists in the world, he started talking about spirit. They said, you can't talk to us about spirit. We're scientists, we're physicists. He says, oh, what can I use? How about energy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so he raises the word spirit and starts talking about energy. Same thing. And don't tell me you're, you're not a ball of energy. Like, I don't know about you, but you know, there's no doubt. And what happens when, you're, when, that, when you become energized? You connect, you're plugged in. You're plugged in. I don't know what that means. I know what it means on an intellectual level. Don't get me wrong. You're plugged in. And how do you know you're plugged in? How do you know that, Roy? Feel it. It's obvious. It's obvious. It's a fact. And someone will say, you can't be happy now. And you go, well, sorry, but I am. You're plugged in. You see it different. You go through your shit, excuse the expression that you went through with your financial stuff and all that other stuff. How come you're happy? You should be bummed out about that. What's wrong with you? How could you be happy? How could the Irish be happy with all that nonsense? I don't know any better. I'm just a kid in, in an adult body. I didn't grow up. My body grew up. Just a kid, having a good time. And if I have a beer or two, it doesn't hurt me. If I have 50, then it starts to hurt me. That's, that's the common sense of it. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Listen, Harry, it's been wonderful talking to you and Joe as well. Loved you sharing your story. So you've given the website. I'll make sure that I'll put it on the, um, the podcast description as well as the, the bit shoot. And I'll also I'll contact my friends as well and let them know to reach out and I'll do an introduction because I think like, you know, you've got it. You know, you, yeah, I, I, you know, Joe, myself and yourself, we've been through something different, but we've been through a journey and you know, do you just want to share that with more? And as you mentioned, Harry, like if one or two people, I said that to a friend as well, we're doing a weekly show as well with uh, on the awakening. And we said, even if one person gets the message, would we still do it? And we said we would. And like, we've got thousands, you know, there's thousands that listen. But we said, if there was only one person, would we still do it? And we said that's, it would. That's, that's our rule too. If it helps one person, absolutely worth it. Yeah. And here's my two books on addiction. You see, this is book one. The guy's just trying to get out into the light. This is book two. See the different feeling? Total freedom. That, that's, that's what we're talking about. Not 50% freedom. Total freedom. And how do we know that's true? Well, because it's obvious. We're living it. Brilliant. Listen, Harry and Joe, thank you very much. I'll put your book descriptions, the links in the book for the book as well for, for people so that they can find it easy. So thank okay. you both. Thank you both for being on the show. Oh, our treat. Wasn't this fun, Joe? Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. Amazing meeting you. Thank you. And uh, thank you very much. Great pleasure to see you and meet somebody from Poland who's Irish. There can't be too many. So good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all for the awakening podcast you'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org we're on bitchuda's awakening podcast be sure to give us a thumbs up share with your friends and if you like this episode share it with somebody that could listen to it until next week take care there's a time